Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do it. Let's play it forward. These are real people, real stories, the struggle to play it forward. Episode number 580 is with the author of the book, Brass and Unity, Kelsey Sharon. Sitting out here in this beautiful state park. What about you? You're probably in a big, beautiful city. I'm actually in New York right now for some press, but I'm from Vancouver. Oh, my God. Oh, I love Vancouver. I love Victoria. I love the Cascades. Oh, my God. The Puget Sound. You you come from a part of the world that is just so elegant. It really is. If you're ever up there, don't hesitate to let me know. <laughs> you know, the Fish Aquarium alone up there, the uh, right there in Vancouver, is just one of the most talked about things even today on down here in the Deep South. When you experience that aquarium up there, you you take it with you. Yeah, I do my best to not go to anywhere where we hold animals in tanks. Yep. 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 I totally get that. <laughs> hey, I, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you that I can really relate with brass and unity one and here's how, and it has to do with my father who ba- he always told us that he waited till he was old enough to go to world war two. He lied to us. He, he got in there illegally mm-hmm. somehow, some way. And then to see that you did it at 19, what, what is it that you were feeling in your heart that called you to Afghanistan? You know, for me, I joined, uh, I went to college at 17. I joined the army at 18 and uh, Canada was becoming involved and Mm -hmm. you could not see it. It was everywhere you looked. We were starting to see bodies come home. And I, you know, I met a lady on a bus and she had a massive impact on me in such a way that I quit college and I joined the army. I just wanted to serve my country and I wanted to help those women and kids over there. I, I love the idea when you say you wanted to help your country because that to me is the ultimate sacrifice of serving your community. Some people like to just go and donate a couple of hours. No, you were truly serving your community. You know, I think anybody who's willing to do anything selfless is uh, should be honored regardless of what it is. But I can tell you right now that, you know, the way the way of the world at that time was I was feeling helpless and, and I, I didn't know another way to help. And I just, I couldn't sit there and sit back and go, well, not my problem. I'm not that type of person. You're right about that, about the world. It was, it was changing very quickly. It wasn't just a North American thing. The whole planet was starting to change. And if we didn't find some unity within our, our meetings and, and community, then, then things were just going to go awry. A thousand percent. You nailed that. We needed to find unity. We needed to find each other and we needed to band together. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, since COVID, we've lost a lot of that. It's a lot of me, 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 and we've lost our community. And we need to dive back into that together because that is why the suicides rate are what they are. People are feeling alone in some of the most populated cities in the world. People are walking around feeling alone. And that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you suffered from PTSD. They sent you home, but you would not let that get in your way. No, it took me a long time. Don't get me long. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's been a, almost a decade and a half of, of continuous work and therapy, and it was not. It, it was not easy for the first five, six years. You know, the suicidal ideations and everything in the back of my mind were real. They were there, and I felt them. And um, they almost made me take my own life several times. But I had a community around me, a system around me that wasn't going to let me drown, yep. and no matter what. See, and I'm glad that you talk about that in Brass and Unity One because my father, I always thought that he was just an angry man. I just, I just thought, wow, I, I yeah. got to be with the oldest and grumpiest man on the face of the planet until the moments of his final chapters. That's when he started admitting things to us. I'm going, why didn't you yeah. show up 30 years ago, dude? 
You know, that's why I wrote this book. You know, we we have to learn from our history and we don't seem to be doing that right now. We need to learn from our people that have had these experiences. We need people to put pen to paper to tell our stories because if we don't, we're going to end up like your like your father and we're going your grandfather and all of these people. We need to tell our stories because these are stories of people who have have gone through the worst things in the world, but there's so much to learn from that. There's so many lessons there. Mm-hmm. And if we can put pen to paper, it will not only help you heal but through journaling, but it will help those that are reading it to feel like they are not alone in this thing. Now, did you journal? Because I'm a daily writer every day since 1994. There, there are times I put stuff in that journal. I don't know if I want to go back and revisit it. A hundred percent. I, you know, journaling is one of the tools I use. I know so many veterans that use that and it's, it's really brought them to end up being, become writers. And I think if more people were to utilize journaling, Mm -hmm. I think people would be able to take the burden off of themselves for a moment. And if you, you know, I say to people, they're like, I don't want anybody to ever find it. I don't want anybody to ever see it. Okay. So then at the end of every year, every six months, take that journal and burn it, (laughs) let it go, get it off of you. Don't hold on to the weight of it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, Kelsey. Is I, I talk with many authors who say, don't do that because you're, this book isn't for this generation. It's for two and three generations from now that, want, that are going to want to know what you went through. Absolutely. And I fully agree with that. But if it comes down to journaling from a place of just, I need to get it off my chest. It's too heavy. It's too dark. And you don't want anyone to see that at that moment. That's okay too. It's not your obligation to share that. But what I will tell you is, if you are brave enough, if you are able to hold on to those, that's how things turn into magic. You can keep those. You know, I started writing, I started writing this book five years ago. Mm-hmm. It just came out yesterday. <laughs> you know, I look back and I go, wow, that book was written from such a dark place, such mm-hmm. a heavy place, but it timestamps you, right? And it's okay to know that that was a moment in my life. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You should be proud of those things that you've done and you should be proud to share those no matter how dark they are because it shows people that you can heal, you can move forward. How much of Brass and Unity 1 is is what I call defragging? You ask yourself the questions, then you question the answers, and you get that circle and ball bouncing. Oh my gosh, it's exactly what it is. It's just getting it off of my mind, getting it out of my body, letting go of it, and, and not holding on to it. Because we understand when you hold on to trauma, you hold on to these mm-hmm. things, it will make you physically sick. Mm-hmm. A few minutes ago, we were talking about how we needed unity during this time that you were going to Afghanistan. And just this morning, we learned that the G7 is going to start helping Ukraine. That's the kind of world unity that we need to start seeing. Yeah, it's, you know, Ukraine is a hard one. It's a really, really hard one. Um, I think I think that uh, what what was done there. It should never have been done. The fact that he went into uh, Ukraine the way he did was disgusting, to say the very least. But what I will tell you is. You talk to any combat veteran and they're never going to advocate for more war. Mm-hmm. You, I'm never going to advocate more war. War is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Communication is the answer. Removing the egos from these leaders who want to puff their chest. That is the answer. You cannot win wars. All you're doing is you're destroying the next generation of men and women. You are setting the next part of the world up for pain. We don't need more war. We need more conversation. Yes, yes. That is so interesting that you bring that up. Kelsey, just the other day, I was reading an article that's comparing the the millennials and Generation Z to the baby boomers. They're saying they are one in the same. They have a voice. They want to be heard, and they will be heard. And just hearing you speak, it is true. That fire is inside of you. Yeah, it is. And I'm not going to stop either. You know, we have a suicide 
crisis going on right now with Mm -hmm. our veteran community. It's gone from 22 a day to upwards of 44 and bounces Mm -hmm. in between. But one person taking their life, one a day is too many. And when you have war like this, you're going to have the next generation of trauma after trauma after trauma. And we need to start healing and stop bleeding on everyone else around us. We can heal but you have to do the work to do it. And it's going to take within the community because we understand all that our governments are willing to do right now is over medicate, highly prescribe and say, well, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they, if they spent one, one fifteenth of what they do for this camp Lejeune uh, thing where they want to take people to trial and stuff like that, if they spent one fifteenth or even half the money on trying to help people that have mental issues because of, of serving their nations, th- then, then the conversation is out there. Then people are going to come forward and they're going to come out of their homes and they're going to start having that, that those talks. That's right. And you're not, you're so right about that. If people felt safe enough to have these conversations, if people felt like the government actually cared about the results, yeah, of course people would come forward, but that's part of our problem, right? All they do, they spend their money and their time telling us that we're, we're, we're wrong, that we're broken, that we're damaged, that we're never gonna be any good, that we shouldn't even try. And that's the message that Canadian government sends, that the United States government sends, take your pills, sit at Mm. home, you are no longer useful to us. But you know what's interesting, Kelsey, and as 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 a civilian, I, I'll see the men and women w- with the hats and with the shirts that say that they served, and I'll walk up to them and I'll thank them for serving our nation, and they, they just go, don't, don't, I was doing my job. And I go, yeah, what a job it was. Yeah, but I, I agree with that statement. You know, I say something that's a little controversial, and it, sometimes I say, like, people will thank you for your service. I said, do you know what you're thanking us for? No. Prob- do you? Do you probably the don't. celebration of war or what? Yeah, I don't, I, it's not even the celebration of war. I think a lot of people have misconceptions of what we did over there, right? right and I right. think that's the reality. And that's okay, but you can't, you can't expect everyone to understand war until they're in it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what I was walking myself into. I was 18. Yeah. But that's what it's like. Rich men put young men to war because... <sighs> Rich men know what's going on, and young men don't. Oh, you hit it right on the head. Let's let's create a protest over just that thought. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry about that. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little much that. for people. No, you are not. <laughs> you are a voice. You are a leader, and then that's why listeners have got to read this book, Brass and Unity One. I wish I had more time with you. Oh my god! I just, I just, I'm gonna, I, I need to follow you, and I need to reach out to you, and I need to extend this conversation. All you got to do is reach out to me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Sharon or Brass and Unity. And I promise you, I will make that happen, my friend. Let's do it. Let's do it. Will you be brilliant today? And thank you so much for opening up your heart to us. Thank you so much for having me and for your time. I really appreciate it.